This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. <laughs> oh, just wait. There's a reason for it. 105.3 The Fan in Dallas with the call Cowboys Radio Network. Mike McCarthy after that. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPN2. Listen to us and all the great ESPN radio stations across the country. ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. She's Michelle Smallman. He's Chris Canty. I am Evan Cohen. And are we allowed to give the Dallas Cowboys credit? Like, can we sit here and praise them and say, wow, that is really impressive. Off the bye week, destroying the L.A. Rams. 43-20. Yes, I know Matthew Stafford got hurt. Yes, I know the Rams have a losing record, but they've been competitive in most of their games this year. Are we allowed to praise the Cowboys? Yeah, we can praise the Cowboys. And let's be clear about one thing. When Stafford went out of that game, the game was not in doubt. Correct. That was an ass-kicking of epic proportions yesterday that took place in Dallas. I think it's the fifth straight loss that Matt Stafford has had going back home to Dallas. So it's been a shop of horrors. But conversely, for the Dallas Cowboys, it's... It's a home field advantage. And I don't know that we've been able to say that about the Cowboys in terms of playing the home games. It feels like it's more of a nightclub scene than an actual football environment. But this team has won 11 straight home games. Right. There's something to that. I mean, yesterday they had a safety and a block punt for a touchdown. You're talking about this team being able to record a safety and a defensive touchdown for the first time since 1988. That's how good the Dallas Cowboys are playing. Deron Bland, pick six. His third pick six on the season, that's a franchise record. So, I mean, this is a team that's going to be led by their defense. I know Dak Prescott and the offense, they get all of the kudos, but this is a defensive-led outfit, and if they're going to win a championship, if they're going to compete at the highest levels of the sport, that's what has to win the day. The offense just has to not be an impediment, and yesterday that was the case. Now, I'll give credit to credit was due. Dak Prescott played well. And usually when you throw the ball to number 88 smalls, good things happen. Absolutely. I think we do give the Dallas Cowboys some modicum of praise because we know that they're a good football team, but we hold them to a higher standard, and that's the standard that they hold themselves to. They've now started 5-2 and two or better for the third consecutive season, so we've seen this play out with the Dallas Cowboys. They have been good in the regular season. I think we're all saying, and have been saying, you should go out and beat a team like the LA Rams. If you really think you're a Super Bowl contender, you should beat them in the manner in which you beat them yesterday. So, for us to give them all sorts of praise, say, to heap praise upon them, would suggest that they're not a Super Super Bowl contender, and we're surprised that they would beat a Rams team like they did yesterday. I think that we will really give them praise and the praise that they want towards the end of the season and into the playoffs. You know, as somebody that has supported Mike McCarthy and thinking he's a good coach over and over again, he's very good off of the bye. CC just mentioned the 11 straight home wins, which is a great stat, obviously, to be to put out there. I almost wish that Mike McCarthy was a head coach of a team that was not as relevant as the Dallas Cowboys or previously as the Green Bay Packers. Because if you just put his resume on the Tennessee Titans, I'm saying nationally relevant, or the Bucs, or somebody that would not necessarily every year, regardless of what they do, be as relevant, I think we'd look at him differently because every single year this guy has you in contention with the players, obviously, that he is coaching, Aaron Rodgers, and now Dak Prescott, Michael Parsons, CeeDee Lamb, as CeCe mentioned. I just think he's a really good coach. I get it. I get the idea that... Who cares, like you're saying, Smalls, that they're really good right now because we hold them to a different standard. I get that, and he he knew that when he signed up for that job, that he was never going to get credit as a head coach of the Cowboys unless they made a big run in the postseason. Yeah, I don't know how much credit I'm giving him right now either. I mean, they Mm -hmm. beat the L.A. Rams. Are the L.A. Rams any good at football? Are they? I think so. They're better than we expected them to be this year. They're not a Super Bowl contender. I mean, are they going to be in the playoffs? 
No. Doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't feel like, like it, it, right? It doesn't feel like so, it. So where's, I guess, and I hate to do the whole college football playoff thing, but where's the quality win on the Dallas Cowboys schedule? I mean, no, 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 you're allowed to do is, that. Is, is it the New York Jets? <laughs> no, no, CC. No, I'm, I'm sure. No, I'm, I'm asking yeah. a question. Yeah. Is it the New York Jets? Because, because to date, that's the only te- the team that they've beaten that has a winning record. And after, it's the New York Jets. But here's after why yesterday, you're that feels tough. But that's my, <laughs> but that's my point though. So it's like I don't want to jump out of the window when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. They demolished the L.A. Rams, which is what they're supposed to do. Absolutely. We knew that that Rams team was a house of cards, right? They're playing a lot of young players. They're, they're transitioning out of an era where they, they, you know, they won a championship, right? They're, they're paying the bill that came due with paying guys top of the market money like Cooper. Up like Matt Stafford and like Aaron Donald. They're paying the bill for not having a first-round pick in eight years. So they're dealing with that transition. I don't know how good the Rams are, and so that's why I don't know how much stock to put into the Dallas Cowboys win yesterday. They took care of business off their bye week the way that we would expect them to. Dak Prescott looked good throwing the ball down the field. Dak Prescott yesterday, I think he was 9-12 for 179 yards and four tutties on throws that were 10 air yards or more. That that's outstanding production from your quarterback, but again, it, it ain't a high bar to clear when it talks about beating up on the Los Angeles Rams. What I want to see and how I will judge them is based on how they play in games like that we're gonna see on Sunday night in Week Nine. Yeah, how how are you gonna play when you go on the road against a division rival in the Philadelphia Eagles? A team that's seven and one, best record in all of football. How do you play in those games? I've seen how the Eagles play. We saw it last week against Miami. I know what to expect from Philadelphia. I don't know what to expect from Dallas. I still, I'm still waiting on that. I want to see that signature win against a quality opponent that we know we're going to see in the postseason. Why? Because I want to know what they're going to do in the postseason. Because that's the only way we judge them. Yeah, and the San Francisco 49ers was their, quote, measuring stick game. Well, they have a huge opportunity to have another measuring stick game versus Philadelphia because CeCe's saying that they don't have a quality win, and he's right. Like, after we saw the Jets barely beat the Giants yesterday in overtime, and really the Giants lost that game, that doesn't feel like a signature win. And so they have a big opportunity to actually prove that they're a contender next week versus Philly. Here's why you can do what you did, in my opinion. Because we've done it to other teams. And I'm sitting here trying to spin it positively for the Cowboys. And all that just happened was everybody spinning it negatively. But the reason that I think you're, you can do, because you preface it by saying, I hate to go college football straight into schedule style. What do we do about the Dolphins? Same, Same thing. thing. So if we're going to do it for one, we can do it for all, right? We could look at some of these teams, and if we're going to rank them based on strength of schedule, college football style, then yeah, sure, you can do that. I hate that you did it because you're right, and I'm trying to spin the Cowboys. You love you some Mike McCarthy, don't you? You love you some Mike McCarthy. I just think he's so underrated as a head coach. But how about this? How about the fact they've scored 38 or more three times this year? They shut out the Giants 40 to nothing. They beat the Pats 38-3, and they beat the Rams 43-20. Yes, I know. Look at the teams they played, and they scored those points. I I get it. I understand it. But the point is, I do think they deserve some credit. And this is what I'm saying. Even when we're trying to give them credit, because the star on the helmet, we have to spin it negatively? But we came in there with little Def Leppard pour some sugar on me. Why did we do that? Dak Prescott, like CeCe, is getting ready for the Eagles next week. Take a listen to what Dak had to say postgame about the Eagles. You see me and a bear in a fight, pour honey on me. So he can poke it. It's part of it. It's part of the National Football League. Whether we talk or not, we know what's ahead of us. Uh, great opponent. Um, excited for it. Uh, excited for it, obviously. Uh, opponent we're familiar with, vice versa. 
uh, division game, obviously down the road. This game, will, it, it, it means something. It will mean something as we get further down the, the line in the season. Uh, and so, trust me, the guys in the locker room, myself, we know what this game means. We're not going to compare this to two weeks ago. I just love that on ESPN2 right now, uh, Jerry has put up there, our TV producer, Cameron and Mace, just yeah. randomly are up there. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know about that one. I, I, I don't know about what Dak Prescott just said. It oh, was just, I thought you meant you don't know about Cameron and Mace. Oh, like, no, oh, Cameron happened? and Mace, they have an outstanding yeah. show, outstanding podcast. What is it? it is what it is. They have it, outstanding. But anyway, highly entertaining. Um, yeah, I just, you know what? It's interesting. I, I just, this Cowboys team is trying to find an identity. And, and Ev, I would almost buy into them more if they had more physicality on the offensive side of the ball. What I mean by that is more balance, being able to run the football. I I mean, as great as Dak Prescott was, you'd like to see a situation where they can rely on the running game a little bit more, get more productivity. Yesterday, they had over 100 yards rushing, but 102 yards rushing on 26 carries, that's 3.9 a touch. You'd like to see more productivity, but then also your quarterback being able to lean on that and have more balance. Like, that's the thing. I, I just... They're still trying to find how to best utilize Tony Pollard, and they're giving him a lot of runs toward the perimeter. But you've got to have somebody that can get those tough three, four-yard gains in between the tackles. Right now, they don't have that presence. And I would like to see them go out and make a move between now and 4 o'clock on Tuesday and get a running back that can be the hammer for that offense, somebody that can be that that physical presence, similar to what we saw early on in Ezekiel Elliott's career in Dallas. They don't have that element on the offensive side of the ball, which makes it hard for me to buy into that. Because the last thing you want to do as a team that wants to contend is have to rely on your quarterback to drop back, you know, 35, 40 times in every single game. You've got to be able to have some balance on the offensive side of the ball. You've got to be able to win ugly football games sometimes. And I just don't think the Dallas Cowboys have the ability to do that right now. Well, you mentioned the name. That's the guy. I will continue to say it. Ezekiel Elliott has actually been in an awful year for the Patriots, has actually been excellent for New England. In the, in the limited time he's been in there, he's been excellent. That's the guy. That's the guy. If, I, if, if New England theoretically would ever put him on the market and they're looking for a fourth rounder, I'm just making this up for him. If you're Dallas, because of the familiarity and the seamless transition, offer a third. Overpay for Ezekiel Elliott right now because you're actually going to get him on a good deal. And he's, you just said the name. They need someone like Ezekiel Elliott early on. <laughs> Ezekiel Elliott would be the, someone who's like Ezekiel Elliott right now as a, as a complimentary back instead of the featured back. Because now it seems like the Titans are not making moves, right? They're not going to necessarily trade Derrick Henry. They're not trading, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins would be mad if they probably traded him right now, considering their the chemistry with Will Levis yesterday. Yeah. I, I know it's an overreaction, but my assumption now is that the Tennessee Titans are going to let this thing kind of play out. New England is where you go if you're Dallas. Go get Ezekiel Elliott back. That's the move. I'm telling you right now, that's the move. If Derrick Henry's not available, go get Zeke. I don't know if it's Zeke or whoever it is, but they got to get somebody in there. They've got to have somebody that can give more physicality, somebody that can create extra yards beyond what the offensive line is doing when they block it up these run plays. Right now, the Cowboys are 19th in yards per carry in the league. 19th. I said it. Coming into week eight, they only had five teams that had fewer broken tackles on run plays Mm. in the NFL on the season. They've got to find somebody that can pick up some extra yards, those tough yards, somebody that understands the value of a four-yard run, not somebody that's always trying to hit a home run. 
Tony Pollard is a fine running back. Can't take anything away from him. But they need a more physical presence in order to have the requisite balance that it takes on offense to compete at the championship levels. And why, if you're Jerry, wouldn't you be picking up the phone or if you're in the front office and doing everything you can to fortify yourselves? If you really think that you're a Super Bowl contender and you're coming coming off a big win like this or at least a dominant win like this versus the Rams, don't you want to add to the equation? Don't you want to put yourself in the best position to win? Yes. And by the way, since you guys are writing off the Cowboys to some extent. Are you willing to pour honey on yourself if the Eagles be, uh, lose the Cowboys? Next no, week? no. Also, I don't understand that. If you're fighting a bear, why do you want to make yourself more of a target? Don't I, you want to be sneaky? I guess he's. Sa- I guess that's his honey? way of saying he wants all the smoke. I, I think guess that's what he, he wants saying. all the honey. He wants I all guess. the honey. New pod with dad. That was that was an awkward soundbite. Right? That was almost as awkward as his pregame interview with Aaron Andrews and her suggesting that he had Taylor Swift on his iPad. I mean, iPod, yeah. which he didn't. Yeah. Well, he didn't, though. Oh. He didn't. Oh. He's, not a, he's not a Swifty. Dak Prescott, not a Swifty. No, so, confirmed. Sorry, America. Confirmed. Not, not the a, Chiefs needed can her America's, yesterday. Can the quarterback of America's team not love America's sweetheart? Does that uh, equation work? Okay. We'll find out next about Dak Prescott if he loves America's sweetheart. Coming up, we know that – we know. We think that Kansas City's number one in the AFC. Are they? If not, who is? We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Evan Canty and Michelle are Unsportsmanlike. Talking about Lowen. Play action. Lost the throw. It's caught across the middle. Jalen Waddle looks around and there's no blue shirts. And he prances into the end zone untouched. Mike trusts us to go out there and run those plays, and that's what happened. Steve Levy with the call alongside Harry Douglas yesterday here on ESPN Radio of the Dolphins' destruction of the New England Patriots. Also on ESPN Radio is the World Series. We'll have Game 3 tonight between the Rangers and Diamondbacks, 7 p.m. Eastern ESPN Radio and the ESPN app with Boog Shambi and company after that series is split at one apiece. So we're still going to put Kansas City at number one in the AFC, right? Despite the bad yeah. loss yesterday, yeah, they're still number one. 24-9 to the uh, Denver Broncos. The question- wow, four teams in the AFC that are six and two. Wow, four teams right now, including four teams. My son's favorite team. He loves the Jacksonville Jaguars. Now okay. that he's old enough to pick his five, own team, five straight wins. Yes, yeah. my son yeah. is a Jaguars fan. He's Trevor Lawrence for Halloween tomorrow, so oh, we've got fine. that. Uh, Miami has to be in the mix yep. after their win yesterday against New England. But again, if we're going to bring that up for Dallas, like you did, strength of schedule, Miami, I believe, has twelve straight wins against non five hundred or better teams that aren't zero and zero. Meaning they haven't they haven't had a win against a winning team in twelve of their, their their last twelve wins. Baltimore obviously has been great. They beat Arizona yesterday. I don't feel comfortable personally putting Buffalo in there in terms of the second best team in the AFC. But where are we looking, guys? Number two behind Kansas City right now. 
I think it's a coin flip between Baltimore and Jacksonville. And if you're asking me to give the edge to one, I'm going to say Baltimore because their defense is lights out. Now, that's not to take away from the defense from the Jags because they're tops when it comes to taking the football away. And we say this all the time. Outside of scoring points, the most important number is turnovers. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, D, can create those in droves. So, um, Jacksonville has been impressive, being able to win across the pond, being able to go into Pittsburgh and dominate that game the way that they did. The Travis Etienne show, mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're calling it the Etienne zone now. This guy <laughs> this guy is always scoring in games. It's very Christian McCaffrey-esque in terms of him being able to produce not only in the run game but in the passing game and finding his way into the end zone. So I, I – I love everything about this Jacksonville team. The only thing, if I was going to nitpick their performance, is T-Law throwing a pick in the end zone. Oh, bad, Can't, bad. can't do that, bro. No. Can't do that. And, and so when it comes down to trust factor, I, I guess I would slightly give the edge to the Baltimore Ravens because I know their defense is going to keep scoring down in every single matchup that they play in. So they might not have the same record as some of the other teams we've put in the mix. But I'm putting my money on the Cincinnati Bengals. Ooh. You guys know how I feel about Joe Burrow. I know they got off to a one and three start, but Joe Burrow was not Joe Burrow. He was a shadow of himself early in the season because he was dealing with that calf. He wasn't Joe Burrow yesterday either. He was an alien. And we got visual evidence of that. Because when he got off the plane in the Bay Area, right. he had an alien head on. He's extraterrestrial, <laughs> he, he Joe was an Burrow. Alien yesterday. But I we had this debate earlier in the season, Evan, about Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow. You want to trust talk about trust? Factor CC. I trust Joe Burrow outside of Patrick Mahomes more than any quarterback in the NFL. I trust Joe Burrow so much, I would give him my PIN number. I would make ha! him my emergency contact. I don't if I had him. kids, I'd let oh. him babysit them. That's how much I trust Joe Burrow. We've seen him do it in the regular season, even when they get off to slow starts. We've seen him do it, do it in the playoffs, and we've seen him do it against quality opponents. He's 13-3 and in games against teams that entered at least three games above 500, including the playoffs. Say, hold on, say that again? He is 13-3 and in games against teams that enter the matchup at least three games above 500, including the playoffs. It's the best win percentage, which is 813, by any quarterback with at least 10 such starts since 1950. I trust Joe Burrow maybe more than anybody else in the NFL, so I'm putting my money on the Cincinnati Bengals. You just need him always playing against good teams is what you're saying. Which I just is a need great, him healthy. Right, That's all is, I need is no, him healthy. I, listen, the whole Joe Burrow versus Trevor Lawrence debate was yes for me. It's just you like I was put on the spot, understandably, which one would I take next five years? I go Trevor Lawrence. If I had to take Joe Burrow, I could win a Super Bowl. So I'm with you on that. If we go based on the strength of schedule, because if we're going to use it against some teams, we probably should use it for other teams. Right. So Baltimore, to your point, CC, on why you like them. Right. They have an early win at Cincinnati, 27-24. They beat the Browns 28-3. Like that score as a Pats fan. Uh, they beat the Titans 24-16. They beat the Lions 38-6, which is That's as impressive of a win as anyone has. Now, yeah. the other team that has interesting and impressive wins now would be Cincinnati based on what they did yesterday because you stacked the Niners win with the Seahawks win the week before. The Rams win at the time was a good win, 1916. So they have some good wins in there. Miami and Jacksonville less than in terms of, of the good wins. Yeah, but they don't have any wins in the conference. They don't have any wins in the division. They started out 0-2 in their division. So you wonder, is that going to factor into the math in terms of them being able to compete in the AFC North and being able to get a wild card in the AFC as a whole? And that's why I said I was out on the Cincinnati Bengals. It's not as if I didn't think they would turn it around. All you have to do is look at the track record. They yeah. usually get out the slow starts. They've done it. My point is... 
was it the worst situation and worst timing of it because of the Burrow injury where you dug yourself an early hole not only in the conference but in the division and your division just so happens to be the best one in all of football? Think about it. The Cleveland Browns should have won in Seattle yesterday. If it hadn't been for P.J. Walker bouncing a ball off of Jamal Adams' head, you're probably talking <laughs> about the Browns getting out of the Northwest with a win. Right. Like, and like, and so that's I mean, literal, not figurative. Yeah, he yeah, literally like, bounced literal. the ball, off, bounced the ball head. off his head. Like, yeah. uh, it's, it's crazy to me. So you had that situation. I mean, Pittsburgh losing to Jacksonville, no shame in that. But the Baltimore Ravens take the show on the road after an emotional win against Detroit and beat the Arizona Cardinals. You're in a really, really good division. The best division in all of football. Agreed. I have a hard time believing that the Cincinnati Bengals are going to go 4-0 and the rest of the way when it comes to division opponents. I just don't see that happening, and that's why it's hard for me to be bullish on them. they got the toughest remaining schedule in all of football. Now, the thing that's made Cincinnati great over the last two years or so is Joe Burrow's ability to be able to push that ball down the field, and we saw that a little bit yesterday. Yesterday, on throws of 10 air yards or more, Joe Burrow was 6-7 for 118 yards and a touchdown. Coming into yesterday's game, he had the worst QBR of any qualified quarterback in all of football on said throws. So that version of Joe Burrow, a guy that can push the ball down the field, a guy that can extend drives with his legs, four rushing first downs for Joe Burrow yesterday. If he can be that guy, then they're going to make it scary interesting in terms of what the wild card picture in the AFC looks like. But I think... Right now, today, I have to be out on them winning the AFC North, and I think it'll be a dogfight the rest of the way for them to even qualify for the postseason. But if they get into the postseason and they've played all Ooh, these tough you opponents— you don't, want them in the, you don't want that smoke You know what I'm saying? After they've no, played all these tough teams, and the stat I just gave you earlier about how Joe Burrow performs against quality opponents, I just think they're a very dangerous but, team. But, but you know what, Smalls? And you know why they're dangerous? Because they're desperate. I, I know people don't think about it that way. The playoffs have already started for the Cincinnati Bengals. They start when the Bengals started one and three. Yeah. The playoffs for them started by virtue of the conference and the division. They got to win a lot of football games in order to get to where they want to go. Which probably explains why they went against what you said they should have done, which is rest Joe Burrow, because they probably looked at it as we can't. We're screwed if we <laughs> do that. By the way, so there's two teams kind of like we're we're all in agreement. You have to bring up Miami. Right, whether you like this train the schedule or not, you have to bring up Jacksonville. Yep. You have to bring up Baltimore behind yep. Kansas City. Right, we're all in agreement on yes, that. Yep. Absolutely. The two gray area teams actually play each other this week: Sunday Night Football, Buffalo, and Cincinnati. My lean would be Cincinnati is better than Buffalo. If you had to include one of those teams in this conversation below Kansas City to be grouped with Jacksonville, Miami, and Baltimore, Baltimore, we know Smalls would say Cincinnati. Where would you go? Hold you on. Ha- what, what are you saying now? Break that down one it, more time. Okay, so let's just say we had to add a fourth team. Okay. We're in agreement on the three behind Kansas City. We're in agreement on the two Florida teams in Jacksonville and Miami, and we're in agreement on Baltimore. If I had to put a Ooh, fourth in there. I don't know there, about that. I don't know about that being in on that with Miami. I, I think the, the two teams behind the Kansas City Chiefs, Jacksonville, Baltimore, draw a line. And then we've got the Miamis, the Buffaloes, the Cincinnati Bengals. I think that's the grouping that we're talking about. So three tiers. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I'm leaning on Kansas City, line, Jacksonville, Baltimore, line, line, two Florida teams. I'm sorry, Miami, Cincinnati, Buffalo. There you go. There you still, go. So these Miami wins mean absolutely nothing to you because they're against bad teams. And if teams. I'm going to include Miami and Buffalo, I think I also have to include Cleveland on that list too. I have to include Cleveland in there. I do. Wow. 
Cleveland's Sit. defense is. Did you watch Miles Garrett yesterday? Oh no, I watch him every did you, week. Do you? Did you watch that? De- my, my good, that defense. Whew, they get after it. Where are you guys on this? If the second best team in the AFC, where are you going behind Kansas City? And yes, we know Kansas City lost yesterday. You can be a part of Unsportsmanlike Nation. Dr. Pepper call in line 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. Trade deadline is tomorrow. Could one team impact that, plus the evolution of the tush-push? Next on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Evan Canty and Michelle are Unsportsmanlike. Hertz is going deep. Backing up. Devontae Smith. Touchdown. Devontae Smith. Wide open. Hertz looks. Fires. And it is... A completion to Julio Jones for a touchdown. You know, we got we got a big matchup. We got Dallas. You know, uh, from what I hear, they had, they had a good game. And uh, we got to clean up some stuff, and we got to go to work. We got, it's it's going to be a war, so. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. You know, CC. You have recently come back to segments late. Yeah. Because you said you've been working the halls, working the yeah, room. Yeah, trying to get people <laughs> to come. Guests on. Yeah, trying to get guests to come over and hang out at the house, man. Three tardies gets you a dollar fine in our bad take dra- yeah. drawer. Yeah. I wonder if we now have to give him a dollar back because Dominique Foxworth hey. is here. Yep, he secured the guests. He, he did his job. He did his job. And you could listen to Dom's uh, podcast Monday, Wednesday, Friday. on, uh, And, of course, it's on ESPN's YouTube page. He's on Get Up. He's on First Take. He's all over the ESPN platforms. And on his podcast recently, you did something that was wonderful, which was um, create the AI picture of Chris Canty oh. as a high school. <laughs> yeah, Can you good. tell us what went into this um, and what your decision was in making Chris Canty into an old school high school um, guy? What went into it was, hey, producer, make a funny picture of Chris Canty. And they, and they did it. It was, it was a trend that was going on on the socials or whatever. Yeah. So they did the filter for Chris. The best part was... 
Chris didn't remember whether it was a real picture or not. I was trying to convince him. It was possible. Him. Yeah, it was possible. Yeah, yeah it was I, was possible. Try, I was like, yeah, we dug this up. He was like, what? Where'd you get that from? And I was like, man. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 straight up, I thought it was actually a picture of me from high school. Wow. With the, with the do-rag and the, the, the A-shirt and everything. I thought I thought it was a picture from high school. You that's smooth, how bad it, That's how bad and how socially awkward I looked in high school. Really? Yeah. You weren't cool in high school? No, not at all. Oh, come on. How, how are you going to be cool come six on. six 170 pounds. You you're cool be, by default you when cool. you're 6'6", 170 no, you pounds no, in high school. Be. You're cool by default. Yeah. go. Wow. Wow. Just, just being good at stuff makes you cool in high school. Everybody knew totally. that you were going to play college. You were cool. Stop trying to downplay like you weren't cool. Okay. But, see, I, but see, I went to a private school, and everybody was like, you're only here because you oh, can play football yeah. and basketball. Well, the thing is, when you're surrounded <laughs> by a bunch of uncool people, then, of course, you're cool. Maybe yeah. you weren't their idea of cool, yeah, but they, yeah. wanted, they was, all wanted to be. It was the here. high school version of Get Out. That, that oh. was that. that, was, that was, <laughs> oh, man. He went to a Daniel, private Daniel school. Daniel Jones went to my high school. No. Yes, yes. Okay, uh, okay. I'm, I'm painting the picture okay, for you, Oh, so maybe, now you understand. Yeah, maybe you weren't the coolest guy at that school. No. But not the maybe that's not a bad thing for yeah, me, Yeah, that's pretty good. It turned out all right. <laughs> Is that true that Daniel Jones went to your yes, high school? Yes, yes, Wow, I didn't know that about yeah. you. Uh, it says, says a lot about my high school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not, it's not Cranbrook, right? No. <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, okay. Eight mile? <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's have you weigh in on a conversation we were just having. If Kansas City's won in the AFC, which I think it's safe to say even though they nope. lost yesterday. No. Okay, who's one of the Go on. I don't know. Kansas City can be one. I decided that speaking of my show, yesterday on my show, I decided that when you lose to the Broncos, I'm going to have to wait till Wednesday to make you number one. <laughs> they are on probation for me right now <laughs> until Wednesday. <laughs> on Wednesday, I will call them the best team in the AFC again. But until then, I got to go with the Ravens or even uh, – the way the Dolphins are looking right now, they look really good. The defense has gotten better. But, yeah, I mean, Kansas City is going to be fine in the long run. They have enough credibility with me to know that it's going to be okay. They're going to drop they, – who they lose? The Colts last year. Yeah. They're going to drop a game here or there, but that was ugly. Yeah, that was bad. Not as bad as just the Giants, and we'll get to that in a minute. But I do want to <laughs> ask you about the game of the day, Dom, which was out in the Bay Area, the 49ers and Bengals. Who did we learn more about in that matchup? I mean, I think it's uh, the 49ers defense is concerning me at this point because one of the things that I really have seen with Brock Purdy is Brock Purdy is excellent for what he is, and he's getting better. He's a great young quarterback. But we have not seen him in the situation when they're down, they can't run the ball. The oh, we've seen him. It's not good. Yeah. It, it, it's six touchdowns to six turnovers when he's tied or trailing. And Not so, great. Yeah, I think we no one expected Brock Purdy to be the great quarterback that can come back from all these situations, but we are seeing a lot about this 49ers defense that doesn't get as much credit as it deserves because we're so in love with, with Kyle Shanahan. But over the past several years, their defense has been so good that it got two defensive guys, two minority defensive guys, head coaching jobs. Like they got a pretty black, good. They got a black man and a Lebanese man <laughs> head coaching jobs in the NFL. Them defenses are good as hell, and right now it's not as good. And we see what's happening with uh, with Brock Purdy in those situations. I mean, that's incredible. <laughs> we can't do better than what Dominique Boxford just did. Thanks for joining us today. We're Oh, no, you can't go home until somebody drinks this mayo. That's right. Coming up in the 8 a.m. Speaking of somebody who probably doesn't get the proper amount of credit that he deserves, Kirk Cousins with the tough Achilles injury yesterday, what do you think's next for the Vikings? 
Yeah, I think it's really unfortunate what happened because they were playing well. But to be honest, they overachieved last year, and Mm -hmm. they're overachieving a little bit this year, and they made it quite clear that Kirk Cousins is not the quarterback of the future. So now, I mean, if there is a bright side to this, they'll be higher in the draft uh, because there's really no hope for them going forward. Justin Jefferson is the big question mark going forward. Mm -hmm. How do they keep Justin Jefferson? And they're going to need to sign somebody at some point or draft somebody with some promise to keep Justin Jefferson involved in wanting to stay here. He's going to be available or free agent soon enough, and they'll probably franchise him or at least threaten to franchise him. But to keep him there and keep him happy is a whole nother ball of wax. They need to figure out that quarterback spot, and it's not Kurt. Mm-hmm. Dominic Foxworth joining us here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Of course, his podcast, you get it on YouTube, on ESPN's YouTube page, and wherever you find your podcast, it'll be on Get Up, and I assume First Take today as well. No? Mm-mm. Just Get Up. Nah, just Get Up. I don't feel like talking to Steve and I. <laughs> Why? I don't know. He'd be, he be so aggressive and loud. <laughs> <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah. I'm a mellow guy, just chilling. Okay, so then I'm let's, a cool dude. Like that shirt. I love that thank shirt. You. Then let's have fun. Let's, do, let's do fun topics then. If you don't want to get angry and yeah, and loud. Pouring honey on yourself as a bear. That's what Dak Prescott <laughs> yeah, said yesterday. That. Walk us through your reaction when you heard that, because CeCe one day later is sitting here saying, I still don't understand what the heck he's talking about. Um I I <laughs> Can't translate it. And if I could, I wouldn't tell you because I'd be concerned that I was so that I was able to understand what he was talking about. I guess it's like he I think the point is he is ready for all the smoke. Any any intent that you have. I don't care. I'm not scared of the bear. Pour some honey on me, which feels like. Weirdly, Feels like we got to go to HR to make yeah, sure we can talk about that on here. I, I got know, you. Man, it's, it's, I got you. My man, Dak. Speaking of people who are and are not cool, that man, can, <laughs> that man can throw the hell out of football, and that'll make you cool. You don't have to have you don't have to have the smooth talk if you Ooh, can throw. That means I was cool in high school. Speaking of being able to throw the football, that's what the Giants weren't able to do oh. yesterday in their game against the Jets. Now, I've been trying to figure out: did the Jets win that game, or did the Giants lose that game? I can't believe they tried to win a game with only one pass attempt and no completions in the second half. Tommy DeVito didn't get it done. Now the Giants had a fourth and one from their own 17-yard line. At the end of the game, 30 seconds left, opted for a field goal, which Graham Gano turned around and missed. That left the door open. The Jets tied it up, won it in overtime. Did the Giants lose that game or did the Jets win that game? We all lost. We all lost. That was it. it. We all lost. I'm just trying to figure out how mad I should be. Yeah, you should be very disappointed in that quarterback play. On both sides of the ball. But, I mean, you're a Giants guy. Yeah. That was – I mean, it's hard to be hard on the the DeVito guy, Tommy DeVito, because, like, he wasn't expecting He looked play. like Danny DeVito <laughs> playing quarterback yesterday. That man, that man thought he was going to be a practice squad quarterback all year. <laughs> the next thing you know, he in there. It was a rough game. I think the saddest part is they should have won. The Giants should have won. As poorly as they played, they should have won. So if I'm the Jets, I feel lucky that we got away with one. And Aaron Rodgers still out there diluting people into thinking that he about to have this magic recovery. I'm starting to believe, though. Are you? <laughs> a little bit. A little uh, bit. Oh, we're, seeing, we're seeing the videos. I mean, he's moving bit, around. Dropping back. It's a little bit different when you get NFL level. Oh, you got to show Robert Sala. He got a little Beijing in his beard. That thing is <laughs> You saw that, right? That four, right? Exactly. That's why he wasn't wearing the hat so people could see, see the beard game. Yeah, exactly. Fresh little dye yeah. in there. Okay, last thing for me, Dominique. We're talking about cool kids, like the cool kids at school. Who's the coolest quarterback in the NFL? Oh, all right. Coolest quarterback in the NFL. 
we can't go with uh, with Patrick Mahomes. He's the best, but decidedly not cool. Like, right. You can't be cool with that Kermit the Frog voice. But come on now. What you talking about? That, that haircut, man. Patrick is pretty good. At, I think it's got to be Jalen Hurts. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Jalen Hurts pretty cool. Smooth. I was pretty cool. looking small, small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change. <laughs> the mood changing. This <laughs> pretty cool. I was gonna say Lamar or Joe Burrow. And just yeah. Yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't even watch the Eagles games at home feeling really comfortable. The way my wife looking yeah. at the screen. Same thing. She thinks the, he's cool the, too. The, the Eagles playing with the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, why are you worried about the Eagles? Talk about Jalen Hurts so much. Is the, lack, too, right? is the lack of smiling cool? Oh, he smiles. Oh, but like he's selective. Oh, 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 hey, it's it's a treat. He don't give it to you all the time. You gotta earn that thing, Jalen. Show you them pearly whites. You getting uncomfortable, Michelle? I'm sorry. I I know we at work. Get that camera on small. Take take us to break, man. What you I want the small Listen to Dominique Fosworth's show every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Spotify, Apple. Watch 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN's YouTube page. Wonderful guy. He's been great to us since we started here. And he has CC as a high schooler that CC doesn't know if it's real or fake. (laughs) Thank you, Dom. We appreciate it. You can watch him on Get Up at 8 a.m. Eastern. Coming up next, I'm over it on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio presented by Progressive Insurance. Pat Costello, our producer, gives us things he's over, he's annoyed by, he's angry with. I think we have to eliminate any Eagles frustration from Eagles fan Pat Costello. Like, we wow. saw it yesterday is the perfect example of when you find a way to win as a great team, you should be happy as a fan. Yeah. The Niners haven't found ways to win over the last three. The Chiefs, twice now against the Broncos, have struggled, once losing yesterday. Pat's team beats everybody but the Jets. Stop being annoyed with the Eagles. Go ahead, Pat. I wasn't annoyed with the Eagles. Today. Nice. Yeah. Today. today. Uh, first off, Prices at stadiums for foods and drinks. I think I've probably said this one before, but I was at an event this weekend, and the prices are just, like, astronomical. It's so ridiculous. I don't even know how this is legal. This is, like, price gouging. What was the event, and what price really got you going? It was a a wrestling show, and it was, like, $10 for a beer. And I'm just like, what the? 
The ticket was like 30. How is the beer 10? Wait a second. We need to do some deep dive. What wrestling show? Because I don't know that the WWE was there. Were, were they? No, it was AEW at Mohegan's Sun in Connecticut. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Nice. Was it fun? Nice. Did you have a good time? Nice. Yeah, it was a great time. Nice. So you're at a hotel casino. You're at a wrestling show. Of course it's going to be expensive price. What did you think they were going to give you free stuff? Yeah, but it's it's everywhere you go. It's not just there. Oh. It's every stadium in America. The really prices is. are insane. It's what nice. was the size of the beer? Can I, I mean, just is a, Normal twelve ounce, beer. twelve yeah. ounce. Okay, all right, twelve ounce. 12 would, 10 bucks. But would you, even if it was a tall boy, ten bucks feels aggressive. Yeah, but I mean, if, if it's ten bucks for for a deuce, then I'm cool with that. Like, but ten bucks for twelve ounces of beer, I, I, I see where Pat is going. But I don't understand why you would expect anything different. Exactly. See, Pat, you had the wrong game plan. I mean, that's where you have to pregame to make sure that by the time you get to the venue, you've reached your cruising altitude. Rookie mistake. Exactly. That's not on them. That's on you, Pat. Right. Sounds like that's why people tailgate outside of the stadium before the game actually kicks off because they realize the price of beverages before or the price of food when you're outside of the parking lot a lot lower than the price of stuff once you get into the stadium. That's a you problem, Pat. You <laughs> messed up. I don't understand why you would expect it to be any different. It's not like we don't know this. It's not like this hasn't been the case for decades on end. You're the one that had the bad game plan and yet you want to turn around and blame the venue i mean yeah. i guess it's easier for you when you get everything free in the box oh. no stop stop that's not fair so i mean but right but hold on <laughs> wow so you're saying cc pat did not prepare prior to the show for the show exactly yeah we're used to that go exactly. ahead pat Jeez. Right? Shots fired. I, I didn't know where he was going with it. I wasn't going to take it there, but go ahead. Uh, people who like seafood, seafood's terrible. It tastes like fish. Oh, uh, Nobody's it, it ever used fish. the term it tastes no, like not. fish and talked about it in a good way. Uh, get out of here with your salmon. It's well, awful. Are you talking what? about salmon? <laughs> no, no, no. Salmon is a fish. He just okay. said salmon. Hold on. Salmon Hold on a second. I know you're talking crustaceans, but he just said salmon. Salmon is a fish. I know, but in general. Why would fish not taste like fish? Yeah, and who's ever said it tastes like fish and meant it in a good way? Right. Well, that's he's. I will side with Pat on this. Wow. I went on. Wow. That's a great I went line. on ESPN wow. LA seven ten Mason in Ireland and Steve Mason, who's wonderful, brought this question up to me. Okay. Do you consider seafood and fish the same thing? And I said, absolutely not, Mason. They're not the same thing because I love seafood. Seafood in my head is lobster and shrimp and scallops. Where are scallops. you getting your fish? Well, I just don't like fish or whatever a fish would be, like salmon or any kind of fish like that. I think there's a difference between seafood and fish. Do they or do they not both come from the water? But that's like the saying sea. if somebody, if there's an animal <laughs> on the on a farm, it doesn't mean it's the same kind of food because they both come from a farm. A pig and a cow are different. But it, but they they are they a, both live on both, the farms. They're both farm animals. So you, yeah, yeah, they're so both you farm don't animals. think fish should be qualified as seafood? Correct. And Even I don't think you get it from the sea. That's a I, I'm weird confu- hill I'm to die on. I'm confused right now. Yeah, right. I'm, you don't I'm look so at, you don't right look at, Okay, so if you're going to put in one category shrimp and lobster and and scallops and crabs, yeah. all crabs, terrible. yes, all amazing. No, right. all amazing. Pat, if you're, you're going to leave that in one car- category, to me, salmon and whitefish and swordfish, swordfish, whatever it is, in a different category. If it comes out of the water, it's seafood. Correct. That's I don't how look I look at it. At that it. Way. Correct. Am I tripping small? No, I'm with you. I mean, I know I used to get hit in the head for a living, but I just want to make sure I got it all straight. I am with you, and I've never considered it otherwise. Yeah, okay. Is is it by land or by sea? Like, where are we going here? So you think it's the same thing? Yeah. I don't. I don't see it that way. So, Pat, you're anti-crab? Gross. You're anti-shrimp? 
disgusting. Oh. Anti-lobster. Weird texture. Okay. All right. Can we assume that Pat hasn't had the kind of crab, shrimp, and lobster that you've had, and maybe if he has it, he'd I'm like not it? doing this, Javante. That's not me. I'm not doing this, Javante. I'm sorry. I'm not with doing you. it. I think I have listen, had those. Listen, I'm fine with the red lobster. Like when I was a kid, red lobster was a treat. Oh, yeah. like, I loved it. Oh, I'm, I mean, out. outstanding. The crab Alfredo, Ooh. man. Will so you I, eat I salmon cool though, Pat? Will you eat salmon? No. So anything that comes from the sea, you're out on. They're good. They're none of them are good or filling. They're all bad. Anyone who tells you otherwise is lying to you. Man. Okay. All right. Yeah. No, I mean, a seafood boil, a fish fry. Yeah. I just, I'm just man. I a chipino, right? beautiful chipino, yeah. fish tacos. I, take, I, I just don't get it. I don't. I don't. I don't what understand. is a chipino? A chipino is this, like a seafood stew, basically. Yeah. I've actually never heard of that either. Oh, Ooh. it's an Italian thing. It's great. Okay. Yeah. Chipino, a plus. Pat, yeah, maybe that would change your mind. A little tomato base. Some gumbo with shrimp in it. I don't know, Pat. I don't, I don't, I don't know. You're doing a lot of things there to mask the flavor of the fish. In every dish no, that you guys just mentioned. It. No, it's an oh, enhancement. Really? It's not a mask. So you have burgers without cheese, lettuce, tomato, and buns? Or condiments? Yeah. I, if it's a good enough burger. Oh, yeah. You're going to have a burger just flat as a burger. A dry burger? A dry burger, <laughs> Pat. Really? Like, come on, we can't hold we can't hold it against seafood that we put stuff on it. Also, have you ever had seafood from a place where it's on the water? Like, I know you're from Philly. You're living in Connecticut. Have you gone to like the the water in Connecticut and gotten a lobster roll? There? Yes, I have. Okay, and you still are out. Still bad. Wow. Are you uh, Maine or like a hot lobster roll or the cold one? I am the butter lobster roll. So what's that? The, Connecticut. The hot one. Yeah, yeah Connecticut. the hot one. Yeah, yeah, I like that too. I like both. I'll eat all of them. More like, than the mayo. Yeah. Yeah. Even though you're gonna have mayo and coffee for the Will Levis debut. To roll with a little truffle, truffle oil. Ooh, let's oh, go. I've never had, had it. Oh, I've never had Praise it. Jesus. Well, welcome to death row. Praise Jesus. <laughs> welcome to death row. Praise his name. Praise Jesus. Luke's lobster rolls. Get it with a little truffle oil. I like the I like the crab better. Both of them good. Yeah. You can't lose you with either. The trio? You can't lose with either one. Okay. The trio get, is too small for me. I need to. I need oh, no, to I'm not the, saying to get one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, get no, trios. Yeah, I, just, I just get the two lobster rolls. You know, get the six ounce with the four ounce. You know, just. It's a good way to fly. Okay. Good way to go. You know what happened here? Good which way I, to go. Which I love. Pat's disliking seafood has caused us to really go all in on our love of seafood. Yeah. Which yeah. I got to take Pat to the cookout. I know Pat might have. I got to take Pat to the cookout when there's actually a fish, a fish fry yeah. and let him be at one of those and see how we do it and see if he has the same take on seafood. Maybe got to get Pat to the cookout. I'm guessing he's one of these guys that once he has the take, he never backs off of the take. Sure, but I mean, I just want to see the look on his face when he tastes that magical goodness of that fried fish. I'm just saying. We're on Sportsmanlike ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.